the latest on the world game. This is 442 Insider, brought to you in association with Rebel, 442's official football retail partner. Hello, welcome to this week's 442 Insider podcast. I'm back from the AIS. Uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, and also, we've got a very special guest this week who's just back from the AIS as well, Caitlin Ford. Yes. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome back, friend of the pod. Uh, also still here, as always, is uh, editor Aidan Norman. Good morning. Online editor Kevin Ayres. Can't get rid of us. Can't get rid of us. And uh, publisher Simon Twiddling the Knobs. Publisher? Publisher. Producer. Yeah. I'm just giving him a... Just giving him a you sacked yourself. <laughs> Simon, take it over. Oh, Excellent. Peer rise. That's what a week of the AIS does to you. All right, let's kick off. A-League round 24. Um, kicked off on Friday night with Perth Glory. Alistair Edwards, new coach, mm. Alistair Edwards. Caitlin, would you have played for Alan? Nah, I haven't no? played with him. No. no. Uh, three wins in four. Firming for the uh, full-time job. Pretty impressive turnaround for them, isn't it? Mm. What uh, do we make of it? And playing reasonably good football as well. Uh, it's you know it's what everybody has said from the last 18 months probably that there was a, a great team in Perth Glory. Fergie uh, got results with it last season, didn't get results this season, and it was mainly down to lack of proper motivation and playing style, you would say. Uh, Ali Edwards come in, done everything that was expected of him and more, and uh, Perth now back in contention firmly. It's good to see. Doesn't reflect very well on Fergie, does it? Um, but I look, I think I think what Vuk has said in the, in, the, in the media this week is absolutely spot on. That you know, everyone's buying into the philosophy, and, and um, you can't argue with three wins out of four. They weren't that good against Newcastle. I thought a little bit lucky, yeah. but um, you know, Left you're right. Late. Yeah, and Thwaites. Uh, Appalling attempted. Uh, <laughs> I loved that. I thought that was the best thing I'd seen all week. And actually, got fair play to the B League. They had a very funny segment about. Oh, it. Yes, that was the was best thing that I've seen on the B League. Nah, I didn't see it. He tried to do the Harlem Shake in the corner, and nobody else did it. Really. Oh, actually, yeah, yeah, I did see. <laughs> and then he did this like fake apology video for the B League on Sunday. It was very funny. Delivered. At least very, very maybe very the whole high. thing was planned. But anyway, um, and Freddie is, uh, I believe, back in the soccer back squad. Back in the soccer squad. We'll talk yeah. about that later. So hopefully he doesn't. Oh, please God, no. Caitlin, from your perspective as a player, can a coach make that much difference? Comes in, you know, glory, having a shocking season, new coach comes in, three wins out of four. Is it? Is it that simple? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it comes from the players, but maybe a new face around has made them come back to their old selves because last year they were really good and... Yeah, I think maybe the new coach was a good thing and Alistair is a good coach, so it could be. I'm not sure. Okay. I mean, thoughts on him getting the full-time job? Just a formality now, would you say? Well, I think so. Presumably he wants it. Assistant technical director to move to... I mean, yeah. Results-oriented business, which is much different. But, you know, he's proved that he's up to the job. If he wants it, I think it's there for him. Uh, but it's a question of whether or not he wants to get out of the, the stream of the FFA. I think he would too. On it as well. Him and Gareth together. That's a good a combination. What's your theory? been discussed amongst a few of us last week was uh, that Alistair's ultimate ambition is to be Socceroos coach. Yeah. And he's now seen that there are people in his peer group, Ange, Arnie, people like that, that are having success at Clubland and 
for him to be in that, to remain in that peer group, he needs to go and prove himself that he can run a clock. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, I, I, yeah. I don't think... I think the job, at, a job at the FFA within the technical club will always be there for him because I think he's obviously left on great terms and... Proved himself, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that, that was Dutchie's thinking as well, that he can always go back into the development side of the game any time. I mean, you would put also, look, you know, look, sooner look, rather than look later, Alistair, possibly you know, no. Look what Alice's role is, he's running the Joeys. You know, now in theory, those Joeys in seven and seven years' time, six years' time, should be Socceroos. Should be the Socceroos. You know, so there's that sort of continuity. But I don't yeah. think he could seriously be taken as a Socceroos coach in Canada without having yeah. run, you know, coached an A-League. I think there would be a backlash, you know, if it was even tried to be implemented. You want somebody who's had proper club experience and proper game day match important week in week out experience before being appointed Socceroos uh, yeah. it's a great environment for him it's his old club he's yeah. really well respected out there I think that's another football West, huge you know. step as well uh, for Perth as well you, they've got that club connection again yeah one um, of the one of the big so things vital. that was coming through with the people from, from that way last week was was you know his commitment to young Western Australian players and giving them an opportunity that yeah. they didn't think was happening under yeah. under Fergie for whatever reason and he's already proved that by playing a lad 15 and signing two more of the young players onto yeah. senior contracts already mm-hmm. you'd sort of think that unless he was going to be there he wouldn't be signing yeah. those young players up you would think but uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that he's, it's, it's looking like a possibility it's the best possible thing that's happened to Perth Glory possibly in the history of Perth Glory in the A-League uh, they've lurched from one disaster to the next as far as coaching appointments have gone and I was trying to work this out is this the first time ever in the A-League where all every Australian team has been coached by an Australian yeah it probably would be Yeah, pretty much so yeah, yeah. I oh, think must so be. yeah must be have to, yeah it can't be any way it's not interesting there we go yeah. um, alright the times Sydney FC continued their phenomenal home form with mm-hmm. a, a win over well, as we said, it was a bit of an out-of-sorts Mariners side. I mean, Sydney didn't, you know, didn't have to reach any great heights to win this game, which was a surprise, given yeah. you know, the Mariners are in a, a head-to-head with the Wanderers for the, for the plate. Mm. I, think, I think when your leading goal scorer misses from you know, pretty much in front of goals with about 10 minutes to go, I think you know it's not going to be your day. Um, and, uh, yeah, Sydney played like a, an away team. No, it goes back to you know, what we were saying earlier in the season. If McBrin's not firing, the Mariners are now in trouble. Uh, and uh, he was off his game. The whole of the Mariners were off the game, though. I mean, there was really no great sparks of brilliance. Uh, some serious... I mean, we're only at the first stage of the ACL. For it to be kicking in as badly now uh, with them, God knows what it's going to be like when it comes to the finals. Uh, so they've got to have to sort themselves out and get used to the travel, get used to the, the schedule quickly uh, and save the season because otherwise they're going to end up with nothing after dominating for so long. Yeah. It's a serious choke going on. Caitlin, you've played for both sides. Where's your loyalties lie? Who do you follow? Oh, I didn't get to play for Mariners. I only got to train with them now. When you were with I, them though, weren't you? Yeah, I was yeah. training with them and then they said I was too young when I was allowed to play so I couldn't play but how old were you at that point I think 15 I was what did they yeah later what did they know the FIFA team of the world cup yeah 15-14 I think it was I was just a few months too young to play or something like that so I didn't actually get a chance to play a game with them so Sydney FC yeah Yeah. so Sydney alright and look I also should say Terry McFlynn um, you know I I just thought he was outstanding I think 
There were times when they were playing the ball out from the back and he was just exhorting his teammates to come on, don't sit back so much. He worked so hard. Yeah. And you know what? He got a great round of applause when he came off in the end. I thought he was great. And some of the younger guys as well. Kianese, Antonis... Uh, and others, uh, Ryan Grant again. I thought they were outstanding. But, but Terry, I think, deserves some. Um, he's, he's changed his game since the beginning of the season. I mean, previously in the season, he would have been the one sitting back. He would be the one facing the wrong way and passing backwards. The pressure that was put on him by the fans more than anyone uh, has made him reassess his game, I think, and, and turned it around where he is that forced the momentum behind Sydney. Uh, and it's important. They need that, <coughs> that, uh, that impetus. It's interesting as well that uh, clean sheet, no Lucas Neal. Uh, soccer yeah. skipper, guest star, doesn't turn up and still keep a clean sheet. Mm. Oh, what's the latest on his injury? He know? was. Uh, I was at training yesterday. He was. He did a couple of gentle laps in the nearby pitch. Didn't actually play any other part in it. Uh, calves are a nightmare as well. I would say he is very unlikely to make it this weekend. I've got problems with my calves. That, mm. that, that artificial pitch at the AIS killed me. You've got no legs, though. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. This might be something that'll happen later in your career when yeah. you start to sort of, your <laughs> muscles start to ache a little bit more. Should also point out, he's got no legs, but he still managed to beat me in a sprint. <laughs> uh, Brisbane Raw, Melbourne Victory, 1 all. Um, not great for either side this really this is the stage of the season where both of them really needed a win who would you say would be coming out of this the happier I don't think either will I don't think either will yeah it didn't suit either of them uh, Roar probably be happier just in the moral victory that they didn't lose uh, and kept in touch with uh, the uh, the bottom five and six uh, Lee Broxham with a header to open the scoring Spawning Salmon yeah, excellent. I, I don't think I've ever seen a header quite like that. I don't, have you ever seen a... No, but that was pretty amazing, that yeah, goal. But it was, it, it, he just launched himself over the back of a defender who would not have been expecting it. So it was quite extraordinary. Bad day for It was a little bit like Messi's goal in the Champions League final with his head against Man United, except there was a defender there. Mm. Sort of like that loop mm. and then back in the far corner. Yeah. Uh, not a bad day for victory as well with uh, uh, Adama Traore's yeah. injury. So that's Big Traore loss, now, you know, Finkler... Uh, you know, it's been a bad season for injuries for victory, so um, yeah. it looks like he's out for three to four weeks at least, so that's bad news. Okay. Western Sydney, Wellington Phoenix. Uh, Western Sydney continued their <coughs> incredible run to go five points clear. Incredible. It's incredible, really, isn't it? From a, How many incredibles can we fit into this? It's but incredible. It is incredible. Taylor, get an incredible in. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> And Arnie was putting the pressure on the night before at the press conference uh, after the Sydney game, saying, oh, these boys might not sleep well because the pressure will be on them. But to be fair, the pressure was on them on the day, but they got through in the end. Um, yeah. Ninth consecutive win. Uh, it's, uh, it's an A-league record, but not a national oh, I think league record. Some yeah. other teams have done nine. But yeah. Goals from Shinjiano and Mark Bridge. <laughs> mm. And I think you were, you were talking uh, in recent week, Jack, recent weeks, uh, Jacko, about the momentum going into the finals. They've got momentum. Um, Mariners are going the other way, so it's hard to see anyone stopping them at the moment. Caitlin, you've been in a side that's gone on a run like this, like nine consecutive wins. Do you, do you just get that feeling that you can't lose? I don't think I've done nine games in a row, but I guess when your confidence is up, you just keep going, and I think that's what they're doing at the moment. Um, I was going to say before, Brisbane mustn't be too happy. They've already, have they equaled it or beat the record? 
They had a record. They had the undefeated, yeah. undefeated which is thirty-six. Or yeah, yeah. Uh, which so it's an amazing record last season, wasn't it? Absolutely, it's an amazing record well, when you look at them now. Yeah, exactly. But you know, I think if uh, Wanderers can carry on with this winning streak, then that is actually a more significant record than undefeated, uh, unbeaten. Uh, winning is mm. uh, far superior, in my opinion, and it's just incredible seeing what they're doing. Uh, the, um, I mean, you've got to remember as well that it was Wellington Phoenix, bottom of the table without a coach. Uh, you would certainly hope that they would win. Well, Chris Greenacre was coaching them, Kev. 4-4-2 is Chris Greenacre. Without a, a permanent coach. Um, so it does, it kind of puts it into perspective a little bit that you would certainly hope that they would win that one. And 2-1 wasn't necessarily the most convincing win. Um, but it's Two penalties. Mm. Bit of a helping hand from Vince Lear. Yeah. yeah. Not really sure what he was trying to do there. But, <laughs> but as uh, the Mariners keep showing, you've got to be able to score the penalties. You've got to be, can convert them. Uh, and they did. Kayla, I've got to ask you, you, you played against the Wanderers when they had all their fans. Yeah. Yeah, what's that like? That was awesome. I think, I don't know, Wanderers have such a good fan base. Um, for them to come out to the women's game, it was pretty cool. And they were really loud, letting off flares and stuff at our game. So... <laughs> We've never had that before, so that was awesome to have it out Pitch game. invasion as well, after the full-time whistle as well, wasn't there? Yeah, they ran on the field after, yep. so yeah, that was cool too. Um, does that <laughs> Good to see it's cool. Um, does that affect, do you think, teams? Do you, do you feel a little bit intimidated? Um, I think with us, because it was the derby, we just wanted to win, so that kind of made us a bit more fired up. And um, when we scored down that end, that was cool. So it was me that scored too. Yeah. So I was pretty happy to did score in front of them. Did you give them a bit of the, uh, nah, can't hear you? When I scored, I wasn't shush. expecting it. So I would have, but There's a lot just of scored in the moment, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, final game of the weekend was uh, was actually Monday night. It was a public holiday down in uh, Melbourne. Lucky gigs. Mm. I can't get holiday. We don't. Mm. Is, it, is it Moomba? Labour Day, was I Moomba, think, was yeah. Moomba Day as well. Yeah. Same thing. What's that mean? Same day. It's an Aboriginal word for have, have a good time or something like really? that. Yeah. How come we don't get it? Well, we're too busy paying off our mortgages. We have Mardi Gras. <laughs> yeah, that's not public holiday, that. No, no it's true, actually. Yeah. yeah, why don't we have a holiday? We want more holidays. Um, all right, anyway, apart from the holidays, uh, Melbourne Heart played like they were on holiday. Yeah. Um, Adelaide 2 0. Big win for Adelaide this, just for the finals. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't have put money on that, really, would you? Uh, given Hart's uh, home record up to now, they've been almost a fortress down there. Adelaide, uh, just sort of roller coaster tail end of the season, up and down. Uh, but they actually were worth the 2 0 win. They were very impressive, I thought. Uh, dominant for most of the game. Uh, Hart didn't really show much at all, uh, which was quite surprising considering how well they've been playing up to now at home. I think when you go 1-0 down, they just didn't seem to have that fire in the belly to want to get back into the game. It just seemed like they, they crumbled. I don't know what it's like when you, you know, when you have a mentality of a team, but they just didn't seem to have that strong leadership in the well, team. Particularly when they've been so strong at home. Yeah. You can sort of understand it if their home form had been poor. It's like, oh, here we go again, you know, gone 1-0 down. But their home form has been excellent. Mm. You know, you'd, yeah. sort of think yeah. you'd have expected more of a, a fight back from them than they got. Well, um, Dario Vidicic uh, opened the score on the penalty, Ian Ramsey with the second, mm. early in the second half, and uh, that was enough for Adelaide. 5,000 crowd as well. Yeah, that's disappointing to be on a holiday. On Monday. a public holiday. That's just shocking. Yeah. Just shocking. All right, so the, uh, the ladder looks like this. Everyone's played 24 apart from the Jets and the Phoenix, who played round 26 early. 
Uh, Western Sydney, top on 50 points. Uh, Central Coast Manor, second on 45. Melbourne Victory uh, on 40. Adelaide on 39. Sydney on 30. And the Jets on 30. That's the top six. Still in with a shout. Brisbane Raw, Perth Glory. And an outside chance, Melbourne Heart. Uh, Phoenix pretty much out of it now. They've only got two games left to play. Um, and that's it. Mm. So what do we make of the, uh, the finals as it starts to take shape? Top two, settled now. Mm. You'd probably say top three and four settled. The battle really is between Sydney, Newcastle, Brisbane, Perth and Hart for the last two spots. Mm. It'd be fascinating if Perth could just sneak in there. I, th- I think Perth must be a good contender, to be honest. Uh, Newcastle got a game in hand, so you might expect them to go backwards at least one space. Uh, so I would, I think we tipped, or I tipped right back at a couple of rounds into the season. That top four plus Perth and Sydney is the final six, and I'm still going to stick with that. I think. So it's three v is it three v six and four v five first week? So yeah. that could be Melbourne victory, Sydney FC. If Sydney FC finish sixth, yeah. be interesting first week. All right, that's it for part one. We'll be back uh, very shortly for part two, where we will be speaking to our special guest, Caitlin Ford. Join us after the break. The March issue of 442 is out now, and we sit down exclusively with Liverpool legends Stephen Gerrard and Jamie Carragher, reflecting on 15 years together as teammates and friends. We head to Germany, to Europe's hottest club, to bring you the inside story on Borussia Dortmund. Back home, we catch up with Jets marquee man Emil Heskey and the Kiwi Messi, Melbourne Victories, Marcus Rojas. There's picture specials of the FA Cup, A-League fans and the W-League Grand Final. Final 442. Pick it up at newsagents or grab a digital copy at the App Store or on Zinio. You go to all the trouble of finding the right car, so make sure you also choose the best finance provider too. No, they aren't all the same. Quite simply, you shouldn't look any further than Go Car Loans when it comes to car finance because, well, simply they focus on you. With Go Car Loans, you'll receive personal service tailored to your individual needs, with the focus being on getting exactly the right loan to suit your circumstances. So get the Go Car Loans team working for you today. You can apply online at gocarloans.com.au or call 1-300-884-075. Go Car Loans. They'll give you the green light. The latest on the world game. This is 442 Insider. Hello, welcome back to this week's 442 Insider podcast. We are now going to have a quick chat with our special guest, Caitlin Ford, who's been kind enough to join us. Uh, fresh from Matilda's camp at the yeah. RIS last week. Yeah. How was it? Yeah, it was good. Um, it's not the training we're used to, so um, it is good, and I think it's good for us girls going overseas for that training before we head off. It's um, good to have under our belt and... It's kind of what we're expecting there, probably a bit higher intensity over there. But, yeah, I think it's good to lead into going over there. So when you're down, you're down for four days, mm-hmm. right? So talk, talk the listeners through the, how those days are sort of taken up. Well, normally we have two training sessions a day, but this camp was a bit lighter because um, we had a few meetings and stuff like that. So the day we got in there, we had a training session and then... Um, the next day in the morning we had um, gym, a gym session, and then we had training in the afternoon, and then the third day we had nothing in the morning because we had a game in the afternoon, and then yeah, the last day we just had training, and then everyone heads off. Okay, and who was, who was looking good? Who was on fire in the camp, apart from yourself, obviously? Uh, I think everyone's looking pretty good. I think everyone's fighting now to 
get the coach to get seen by the coach now that's a new coach everyone's fighting for their position so yeah I think everyone's been training well and trying to get noticed by her and try and secure our spots in the team and obviously Tommy Somali have been such a fixture on the Matildas of mm-hmm. head coach how have you found uh, Hesterine who's come in Hesterine Darus as a new coach how have you found her and you know what's different in terms of the training um, yeah it's with Tommy, it was a bit. It was a lot laid back with him. Um, he's such a laid back person, and um, with this coach, she's um, a bit more. I don't know what the word is. Um, a bit more firm with us. So, training's a lot different. Not as much mucking around and stuff like that. So it's pretty full on <laughs> into it. But um, yeah, I think it's good. I think we needed a change in our team, and Tommy's obviously gone on to an amazing thing for him. So. I don't know, I think we're kind of happy with the coach we've got now and just want to see what the future holds for us and what we can do now. Okay. Um, and what games have you got coming up? Is there anything on the in the short horizon? Um, we've got some games against New Zealand here. Um, I'm not sure if the overseas girls will come back for those games right. or not, but, um, yeah, I'm not too sure. What after that, hopefully a tour somewhere in there, which I think there might be, but not Maybe too sure. Maybe the US and uh, take on Tommy's new side. Ah, uh, not sure about that. Maybe well, we're talking about heading over to the US. You'll be doing that yourself. You're mm-hmm. heading over to uh, to play for Atley Sky Blue FC. Yep. Did that influence the choice, being a Sydney FC player? Uh, nah, not at all. Um, I think that was just the team that best fit for me. So, yep. Just happened to be Sky Blue as well. So how, how did the move come about? What was the first you heard of it? Uh, well, actually, they came to me and we just discussed a bit. And I wasn't going to go over because uh, I got young Matildas as well this year. But um, at the moment, there's nothing going on here for women with NTC programs because there's no entries for women's football anymore. So uh, it's all up in the air. They don't really have a training program at the moment. So... At the end of the day, there's nothing really here for me at the moment. So the best option was to go overseas and continue playing high-intensity football. Yeah. Well, it's a relaunch of, of the league again, isn't it, in the US? It's the new mm-hmm. National Women's Soccer League. I mean, for a, for a nation that, that's so, you know, from, from a women's football perspective, such a world leader, you know, it's quite telling as well that they've struggled to gain much traction with their, with their women's league. And it's mm-hmm. another relaunch league, eight teams. Does yeah. that sort of like make us feel that, you know, we're actually doing okay with the W League here? Yeah, I think, yeah, the W League is growing each year. It keeps getting stronger and stronger now. With more players coming from overseas wanting to play in our league. So I think that's making it stronger as well. But um, I think the National League will be stronger now that all their national team players are scattered amongst the teams. So should make it pretty even and will be every game will be a tough game. And you, you're not on your own. You got a, another Aussie in the contingent, Lisa yep. Devanna. Yeah. Yeah. How how will will you guys be sort of like? Are you sharing a place to live over there? And uh, yeah, me and Lisa have a house there, and another girl's living with us too. Um, she's from America, so there'll be the three of us, and we'll have our own car and stuff like that. So it should be good. I think. It's better going over with someone because it's my first time going overseas, so I'm happy to be going with someone and Lisa. So, yeah, I have someone there for me. Yeah, and a pretty cool place in the US to be, New Jersey. 
Plenty to see and do when you're not playing football. Yeah, should be some good shopping. <laughs> Caitlin, I've got to ask you also, Timmy Kale's in New York playing for Red Bulls as well, I believe. Yeah. So, are you going to try and catch up with Timmy while you're over there? Oh, I didn't know that. No, maybe, I'm not sure, I guess. Could try. Be a nice shot, the Aussies in New York. You know, yeah. That'd be cool. Mate, over Thank to Thierry as well. well. That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Get, hook him up on Twitter, knock him up on Twitter, say you're coming over. Yeah. yeah. See what happens. Yeah. So, so what's the hope for the for the first season for you? Is it is it is it a one year contract that you've got? Uh, it's two years, but um, I'm not sure if we will be allowed to go overseas again next year because we will be starting to prepare for the World Cup again. So, I'm not sure with the no- new coach if she'll want us all here just working on that or not. But um, yeah, it is two years, and if I did want to go back, it would yeah. be scarred. I mean, you'd think that she'd want you to be yeah. playing the highest level of football you can, yeah. you know, whether it's here or overseas. And if there's, if it's if, if the season's dovetail, so it's not overlapping with the W League season, mm. you'd think that, you know, it'd be, a, it'd be a better place for you to be than, than kicking your heels here. Yeah, I think that's why she has encouraged people to go over now. But, um, yeah, I'm not sure next year... I guess. I don't know if she'll want to get us all together to work together or wants to send us off, but we'll have to wait and see. So who else is heading over for other sides? Who are you going to be lining up against? Uh, yes, well, me and Lisa are in the same team. Uh, Kaya Simons off the Boston Breakers. Sam Kerr's off the Western New York Flash. And I think Emily Van Egmond's still in talk with some teams as well, so she might be heading over there too. So just at the moment, four of us. Fantastic. All right, that's excellent. Well, we should be keeping an eye open for uh, for Sky Blue FC. We have to find out who's televising it and whether we can get a feed. Yeah. Keep watching. Yeah. Um, all right, let's uh, talk about Socceroos now. The squad's just been announced. Uh, I've got it here. Um, the squad is uh, Bresciano, Bross, Cahill, talking about Tim Cahill, Cornthwaite, uh, Julvich, Galekovic, Holland, Holman, Yedinak, Cruz, Ryan McGowan, Matt Mackay, Milligan, North, Orr, Rogic, Ryan, Schwarzer, Thompson, Thwaite, in spite of his goal celebration, Wilkshire, Reese williams Michael Zuller. Any real surprises there? Probably not really. Say so. not, not huge surprises, but uh, disappointed that Topper Stanley didn't get a call-up. He's been uh, a dominant at the back line for Western Sydney Wanderers all season, pretty much. Um, you could say... Beecher man, Topper Stanley could have had serious. Yeah, plans I, I think Topper Stanley, for me, he's edged it this season so far. But uh, and uh, Matthew Lecky getting missed out, but I, I think he might be injured at the moment, which mm. uh, could be why he's not made it. Uh, and Chris Herod, like you can set your watch by it. Hey, injured for the rest of the season. The lens he will we go can do to him at the moment to avoid a Sucrus call-up. He will get. Injured for the rest of the season just to avoid a call-up. Um, yeah, apart from that. Uh, no, so it's a good squad. Who do we think will play left-back? Good question. Probably Archer Thompson. You know, all the guys. Matt Mackay. I, I think it'll, go be a, it'll be a safe option of Matt Mackay. Yeah, Matt Mackay. Uh, or Zula. Zula's been playing there as well for Holger. So, yeah. I mean, what about the centre-backs? Who do, you, who do you think is going to line up in the centre backs? Obviously, Lucas Neal suspended for this. Oh, I fancy a Cornthwaite Thwaite duo. <laughs> yeah, seriously, Cornthwaite Thwaite commentator's nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I think I think that's the ideal. I don't know. I, th- I think Milligan. Uh, Milligan and sitting in front. Yeah, I suppose Milligan in front. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Daka, you're the coach in the room. What do you think? 
I don't know. I mean, I suppose, yeah, you're right. I suppose it'd be cornflake. Thwaite, but I'll probably, you'd probably look at Gilbert as well, might get a shake. Yeah. Just for that bit more of an aggressive sort of, you know, we're at home, need to, need to go on the front foot, need to win. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's why I think Rogic has to play from the start. Uh, you know, and I think we need to take this game by the scrap of the next. So I think Rogic is that type of player. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at this, it's just, <laughs> I don't know, I know Archie's been in good form, you know, but it's just, it just seems light on players for me that are going to change the game, you know, oh, which I think is why Rogic is, just stands out as one of those mm. unpredictable players. Apart from that, you look at it and you just think it's, it's pretty the, predictable size. Yeah, but the, the problem Hogg has got himself into now is he, it's too late in the campaign. Oh, so I'm not saying changing. that there's anyone else out there. You know, I, I think there probably is, but the problem is that we're too far into the campaign to try the, the new faces out, to try them in positions. We've, we've squandered all the friendlies. We've squandered the easy qualifiers uh, with safe selections. Uh, and that's why we're in the situation where we've got to rely on Archie Thompson, who does a great job for us. No reflection on him, but we shouldn't have to be relying on a man of his age to bail us out at this stage in the campaign. Mm. Okay. Um, Robbie Cruz spoke to uh, Cathy recently. Uh, one player that you'd probably say, um, you know, actually look at that, forgetting about Robbie. You know, Robbie would be uh, probably the first names on the team sheet, you'd have thought. Mm, yeah. um, I mean, he's <coughs> he's gone through a little bit of a... <laughs> sort of reinvention to a degree you know he, he obviously had his time at Brisbane um, you know he sort of he reminded me a little bit of a sort of Mitch Nichols type character you know young like sort of what, was a good player but sort of attitude, question whether yeah. his attitude was really there yeah. went, to, went to Melbourne attitude improved now he's gone to Germany and seems to have kicked on a bit um, and he's starting in the Bundesliga. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when he was at Brisbane, there were, in the second season, I think it was at Brisbane, there was a lot of talk going around about off-field activities and uh, a bit of boozing and stuff going on. Uh, and then he went down to victory and got uh, whipped into line a bit uh, and uh, started the turnaround to his game there. And then once he's gone over to Germany, he's, he's really been very tight in his discipline, focused on his football and... You know, getting the reaping the dividends uh, greatly now, uh, where he's regularly, you know, first team on the sh- uh, first name on the team sheet for for Tuna, uh, earning the praise of the coach and press. Uh, and you know, I think the time is now where this could be his year mm. for the Socceroos. I mean, ideally you'd play him alongside of Josh Kennedy, wouldn't you? But I mean, Josh is injured, still injured. So it looks like a Cruz and Archie front two, and with Rogic just in behind, Millsy playing the the holding role, and maybe. Maybe or on the left, and then I'm not sure on the right, and then for me a backline of Mackay. Broski. Yeah, Broski. I mean, he can play the right-sided midfield role and can slot in as a as another strike, and then the two Thwaites in the middle and Wilkshire right back and Schwartz at the back. You know, it, it seems it about is, what it is. It is reassuring that we're getting away from the traditional names that we've been used to for so long, for so many years. You know, Emma's not in that squad, and we're not even. That's not raising an eyebrow with us anymore. Uh, it's good that Holger's seen beyond uh, the traditional names that have done us so well for so long. Tim Cahill's in there. I think he's got a lot of experience to uh, pass on to the youngsters. Whether or not that converts him to a place in the actual starting eleven is another mm. matter. But, but I think it's, it's on, very, very good to have him on the bench and in the squad uh, and talking to the youngsters and just you know uh, transitioning them, which is we need more of that. Well, this is playing now. They're in season. Yeah. Not MLS has well, just started. So. 
I mean, do you find that, Caitlin, that the older players can help the younger players in the midfielders? Have you found that? Or is it, it's a pretty young squad, though, you got? Yeah, I think when I first came in, there wasn't as many young ones. So I think the older ones did help a lot, just like when you're on the field, them telling you where to go, or if you're unsure and stuff like that, you can go to them. So, yeah, I think it is good with the old ones in there. Talking of which, there was a, a good little bit of video just kicking about uh, during the week of Del Piero uh, halftime uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was. Uh, Farina just given his halftime team talk and he took uh, Ryan Grant and like, Terry Antonis up. Just Del Piero took him up to the board and you could see him just talking through where he mm. wanted them to be, where they should be doing, what they should be doing. And it went on for a good two or three minutes. And it was just you know brilliant to see that kind of... Yeah knowledge uh, and experience just being imparted to the youngsters. We need much, much more of that. That's that's, a, that's such a big, important part of the marquee's signings that uh, I think is underplayed a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, when we mentioned uh, Western Sydney support. Caitlin, you, you experienced that. There was uh, anyone tuning into the game on uh, Sunday would have seen a, a slightly weird first 20 minutes with uh, no noise from the RBB in a a protest against some uh, bans that have been handed out without appeal uh, or without the right of appeal, apparently. Um, it made for a bit of a, a weird first 20 minutes because they sort of barely celebrate the first goal. Yeah, it's like doing a Poznan in the 80th minute and you scoring. You know, you've, it's, 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 it's rife with possibilities there. Yep. Um, but I thought, that, I thought the home crowd actually really rose to the occasion. In the 19th minute, they're starting to cheer for the RBB. I mean, it's just a remarkable story. It was. It was. It was. Uh, it was just a spe- one it's of those beautiful. moments in Australian football history. I thought it was great. Really, really good to see. Having said that, though, I still uh, the whole fan FFA situation really, really infuriates me from both sides. To be honest, the FFA say they make no apologies for not giving appeals. Uh, t- to fans that have been banned for flares or violence or whatever. Uh, that's not actually good enough. Uh, you can't just say we don't make any apologies for it and that's, that's, that's it, sorted. There's no point of not making any apologies if you've got the right person. Exactly. Uh, there's no guarantees that you can always be infallible. Uh, and for the FFA to pretend that they aren't infallible is wrong. It's just plain wrong. The fans are the only people that pay to be in that stadium. Everyone else is paid to be there. The fans pay to get in. They deserve respect. They deserve natural justice, and they deserve transparency. And the FFA are giving none of that. If they've got evidence against those people, enough to ban them, they've got enough evidence, they should be able to show that to the people involved and prove. And if they're required to, they can publish it. Uh, if that fan then questions it. If they've got that evidence, that's fine. Everybody will stand by it. But they cannot just uh, ban people on the basis of what seems to be one person's word. Uh, well, you're talking about Hatamata, aren't you? No, it, it, I mean, the, the, the reports have come in from other fan, uh, you know, other people complaining about uh, a fans getting them banned. You've got uh, security getting people banned. You've got police getting people banned. It's, it's not fair. That's, that's what it boils down to. And these people pay to be there. They deserve respect. Uh, and, yeah, it's, it's, it annoys me. But the fans don't help themselves as well because we tried speaking to more fans to get more case studies of you know, improper bans. And at least one group said that they refused point blank to speak to the, any of the media. <laughs> Mate, you're never going to get your points across. You're never going to get 
the people behind you to get the momentum going, to get these bans overturned or get the, the process changed if you're not going to speak to media, especially, you know, 442. Media that's in your corner. Who, you know, <laughs> we've historically always backed the fans. Uh, and, yeah, that, it becomes frustrating. But the FFA need to reconsider their process. Rant okay. over. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, on the site at the moment, Ada, your uh, EA Sports FIFA 13 t-shirt have <laughs> just reminded me. Um, we've got a, an amazing prize where you can yeah. win a trip for two to head over uh, to England in April. In, in April, April, yeah. Yep. Yep. For uh, two Premier League games in four and three days, I think it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yep. Spending money, hotel, hotels, flights. flights. It's all right for some, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Drivers will be grafting there off seeing. Yeah. Yep. But it's a great, it's a great, uh, it's a great prize, and, and really all you got to do is go to the website and have a look at it, and um, away you go. So it's yep. au.442.com. Check it out. Yeah. Links everywhere too. It's all over it. Yeah. Right, and also Ada, new issue out yeah. today. You have it in front of you. I do. What's um, in it? Well, yeah, well, I mean, we've got the best strikers from overseas in A-League. So we've got uh, Mishu, Archie, Daniel McBreen, uh, and uh, Super Mario Balotelli on the cover. So essentially, we've just got some of the best strikers in the world, and we've gone inside the world of the sharpshooter, um, plus some of the new uh, and exciting signings in the EPL. And Vince Grella's last interview before he flew off, literally in the, in the last hour before he flew off to Italy. And uh, a really interesting one-on-one with Michael Ballack. Um, he could have been a wanderer at one point. Um, so loads in there. And he's now retired, hasn't he? Yeah, he has retired, and he looks like he's pretty happy in retirement as well. Uh, plus, there is also information on the, uh, the trip for... Three or four years at Chelsea does that to a player. Yeah, well, um, he does speak about the, his time at Chelsea and uh, with the national team, 99 caps. Um, plus all of the EA Sports uh, weekend in the UK information. What can I say? There's loads in there. Loads of Aussie content, loads of uh, UK content and uh, European content, plus performance as well. Um, and a website's there live. I was going to say, we've got a website called Performance. Yep. Are, they, are they by any chance connected? If you want to be a better player, Caitlin, have a look. A few tips in there. We're going to, do some, we'll, we're going to try and do some W uh, Matilda's players as well soon. Who's giving um, us tips? We've got Steve Corica's Midfield Masterclass, mm. a five-part video. We've got Victor Valdez's Goalkeeping Masterclass. Barcelona, mm. four, I think four or five videos there. So. Plus in the magazine, we've got Stephen Pinar's Masterclass um, as, a, as a playmaker. Man United's uh, Head of Fitness and Conditioning, Tony Strudwick. And Denver Bar's Matchday prep Preparation. So, um, Caitlin, you can learn a little bit about, just a little bit here and there. Not for, Guaranteed not so much for... to make anyone a better player. Yeah, yeah of course. There you go. Money um, back. Even me. Yeah. Money back. And we've seen Kevin Bell. <laughs> You're not a player. We'll refund the money that you paid to view the content, which is zero. Because it's free. And look, also Steve Corrick is Perfect Eleven, um, Elite Fan Picks, uh, and the Super Agent, the guy behind Neymar in Brazil. So that's an interesting story, too. Nutter. Absolutely is. crazy story, that one. Uh, and all of the usual Prem Passions, Simon Hill, Lynchy. Um, Kaka, you know, just got loads in there, so it's out today. Talking of Lynchy, shout out to Lynchy. He said he was been listening to our podcast and really enjoying them. He texted me during the week just to tell me. Excellent, Great. excellent. Well, hello, Lynchy. Hello, Lynchy. Um, all right, so it's out now. News yeah. agents on the iPad in the App Store. Yeah, on any sort of device in Zinio. Absolutely. It's even on Android. Keep us in the job. Buy the magazine. We'll be back after this break just to preview quickly. 
uh, round 25 of the A-League. Buying a car is a big commitment. You need to make sure you have the right car at the right price before you sign on the dotted line. So the best thing to do before you buy a car is log on to the Behind the Wheel website. At behindthewheel.com.au, you'll find dozens of unbiased and independent new car reviews. Browse by different manufacturers and find exactly what's right for you. While you're at behindthewheel.com.au, check out the latest car industry news, read motorcycle reviews and news, and pick up some handy road safety tips too. Don't sign anything until you visit behindthewheel.com.au. The March issue of 442 is out now, and we sit down exclusively with Liverpool legends Stephen Gerrard and Jamie Carragher, reflecting on 15 years together as teammates and friends. We head to Germany, to Europe's hottest club, to bring you the inside story on Borussia Dortmund. Back home, we catch up with Jets marquee man Emil Heskey and the Kiwi Messi Melbourne Victory's Marcus Rojas. There's picture specials of the FA Cup, A-League fans and the W-League Grand Final. Final 442. Pick it up at newsagents or grab a digital copy at the App Store or on Zinio. Back to 442 Insider. Hello, welcome back to the final part of this week's 442 Insider podcast. We are at the business end of the A League season. Uh, it kicks off on Friday. Adelaide United. Host the Newcastle Jets, boys. I, I earlier I said I predict my top six, and uh, it was those the current top four and Perth and Sydney. I was wrong actually. Western Sydney weren't featuring at that stage, and Newcastle were in my top six. Um, and Newcastle should still be in the top six in my opinion. They've got a great team, uh, but they've been pretty badly let down I think by Van Egmond this season, I don't think he's, he's done a, a good job at using his, the resources available to him um, he's underplayed players like Virgili and Goodwin uh, and uh, overplayed some that possibly didn't deserve to be in there um, that said, they're still within sniffing distance of uh, making the top six, if they can get past Adelaide I reckon that that would be uh, them pretty much safe uh, in the top six, I don't think they're going to do so Unfortunately, yeah. I, I, I think Heskey might be out this week again. I don't think it's looking good. No. Yeah, I think they have missed him. Um, it's very hard to predict this one because Adelaide, you know, their form has been a little bit up and down. But look, it's hard to to um, to back the Jets in Adelaide. I just think I think they're Adelaide too strong for this one. And also on the back of a great victory in Melbourne on on Monday night, so um, not much of a turnaround for them. You know, recovery Tuesday, light session Wednesday. Thursday prepared for the game Friday night, so um, that might work in their favour, though I think. I mean, given that you know the situation for both sides, I mean Adelaide are, are you know uncatchable really in, mm. in fourth now. Newcastle have played a game more than the teams around them, so to have any hope of making the six, they have to win this game. So if yeah. you're looking at motivation of the two sides, you'd probably say that Newcastle should be the hungrier of the two teams, um, and if they're not, there's something wrong. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I'm gonna tip a Jets win. Mm. I think narrow, one nil. Michael Bridges. I would like the Jets to win also, but I don't see it happening. I think it's gonna be Adelaide, and I think it's gonna be two nil. Yeah, I'm with Kevin on this one. I think Adelaide will win this one. I think there could be something wrong with the motivation down there. There's something not quite right about this squad at the moment. So I see Adelaide winning this one. Okay. Yeah. Caitlin. I'm gonna go Newcastle yes. as well. Yes. 
New South Wales girl. It's a table divided. All right, Melbourne Heart, Amy Park, second game in a week for them. They host Western Sydney Wanderers. Can they continue this incredible run? Can they make it 10 wins on the trot? I think they can, actually. I'd be very surprised if they didn't. I mean, Melbourne Heart, been very good at home, uh, and the loss last weekend will have shaken them uh, quite a lot. But I still don't think that uh, they've got the cattle to hold back the Wanderers. They might, they might get away with a draw, Hart, but I think Wanderers will run over them, to be honest. I don't. Yeah, look, I mean, if you look at the last couple of weeks, the Wanderers have only just got past Perth at home and, and they only just got past Phoenix at home. They haven't been super impressive. They were great up in, in, in Gosford, so they haven't really been starring, but they've been getting the results. Um, I think this is a similar situation to, to the Jets. If, if, there's, if you can't be motivated as a heart player to win this one, then there's something wrong. Um, it's hard to pick this one. Yeah, I'm actually going to pick a draw on this equally one. Equally, Wanderers, if they win this one, then if uh, Mariners lose, they've got, the, uh, they've got the title in the bag. Mm. So, you know, there's a lot of motivation to win this match. A lot of motivation. Well, also, we ten, 10 wins on the trot in any in any league, yeah. in any level of football. That's a great It's an incredible milestone. Great you know. benchmark to set. And they'll have another large contingent of fans going down there to support them. Um, I think somebody sort of suggested there might be more <laughs> Wanderers fans than Heart fans. I don't think that'll be true, but um, they just give them so much energy. You know, they feed off that energy. Yes, yeah, I'm actually going to pick a draw. Mm, yeah, I think there's an outside chance of that, but I still think Wanderers are motivated enough to get past them. Yeah. Kayla? I want to see Wanderers get the 10 games, so I'm going to go Wanderers. And I think, as you said, with all their fans, follow them everywhere. I think if it is tight at the end, that will push them to mm. get the win at the end. Yeah, I think Wanderers. I think it'll be tight. I think one goal in it. So this could be the weekend when they actually win the win. Pre- potentially win the Premiership. Potentially. And has there ever been in a... I mean, I'm, I'm not huge on other Aussie sports, but has there, ever, has there ever been a season where a new side has won the comp- has won the? Oh God, no, I don't think so. I don't mm. think anything's anybody's come close. The to home that. and away round. Like yeah, look at Great Western Sydney; they're struggling to survive. Gold yeah. Coast Titans struggling to survive. Uh, Gold Coast Suns as well. Gold Those Coast Suns too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nah, new teams historically don't do well. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it, it, it raises the interesting point about how important that six visa spot was for them. Uh, I still maintain it wasn't crucial. But if you go, okay, I'll give you back Cressinger. Yeah. And I'll take another Aussie. Yeah. Would I, it really have made I, that much difference? I agree. I agree. Uh, I think it's said, un- just take back Cressinger. I think we it's won't un- have another player. I think it's unfortunate that um, Wanderers are always going to have that question mark over them, though. Uh, I think the achievement's always going to be questionable just because they ha- the rules were bent slightly for them. Yeah, but the rules have bent slightly for all the other teams and the other codes, and they haven't done anything. I mean, I th- they get draft concessions for new teams. And salary cap concessions. So I don't think there's been a major... No, and, and Cressinger hasn't really any, you could say that... Yeah, but none of them have won. Uh, uh, the fact that Western Sydney Wanderers have had the rules bent for them and gone on to win, I think it is always... They are going to be haunted by that. But also, it wasn't. You know, but the thing is that no one was complaining when they saw their squad. 
No, no, it I, wasn't I agree. Like all, yeah. all other, the other nine managers were like, oh my God, look at their squad. Those rule, those rule yeah. tweaks are yeah. ridiculous. Look at it. We, we can't compete. It was signed off. It was featured. Thomas Stanley, Mark Bridge, you know, yeah. put so People that were like, well, we've, we've had those players and we've decided they weren't good enough for us. You know? Interestingly enough, this was a stat that I uh, was amazed by. Adam DiPuzzo. Yeah. Second highest winning consecutive winning record in the A League. Teams that he's been in. Twelve team twelve wins on a row with Adam Deputzo in your side. I'm not quite sure how that would have happened. Well the Jets in two thousand eight would have been when they won a, 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 on a winning streak. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, but yeah. It's second highest in the A League. I wouldn't have necessarily put him in, in that league, but there you go. Okay. Well, uh, so where were we? You've gone a draw. Yeah. Me and Caitlin have gone a Wanderers win. Kev? Um, uh, Wanderers win. Look, I'd love to see a Wanderers win, but I just sense there might be a draw. All right. Massive game. Uh, Well, for Sydney, certainly. Um, Sydney FC Melbourne victory, the big blue. Saturday night, Allianz. Big crowd expected. Again, you sort of look at this and you think, Sydney FC could be in a really good position if results go their way in these first two games. If Newcastle get beat and Melbourne Heart get beat, this could be Sydney's chance to secure, you know, really take a big step towards finals football. Mm. How do we see it going? Well, they're a lot fitter than last time they played them. No Archie, yeah. no Milligan, no Traore. Yeah. Yep. Um, and but Sydney, you know. Uh, Question marks over Joe Griffiths as he was on the sidelines yesterday at training as well. Uh, not training with the rest of them. Lucas Neal not looking good either. Uh, so potentially two fairly big omissions for no, Sydney. No, we'll worry about that. No, no, no we'll be available. No, no, it's the week. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why, why they went into camp went tomorrow. Sorry, my tonight. fault. I'm sure <laughs> they went into camp tomorrow. They're not available yeah. for next week. No, it's, it's the Sydney derby there that's going to be potentially... Yeah, yeah, it's affected by it. Yeah. Well, actually, no, it won't be, because no, no one called up from... Well, that. it would have been if Topper Stanley had been. That's yeah. right. Um, however... Um, but still no Traore, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, Sydney could be missing Lucas and Joe. Joe, bigger miss uh, a mission than uh, Lucas in my book, if that happens. Uh, victory still would be looking at second spot, I think. Uh, they, they must be, you know, still lining that up. It would look like it's out of their reach. But Mariner's going backwards quite rapidly now uh, with another game tonight in Asia. Uh, they're going to be tired at the weekend by the time they get back. Uh, so, yeah, I think Victory will certainly be motivated to go out for the win. It's, their season's not over yet. Uh, I think it'll end in a draw, though, I have to say. I think it'll be 1 1. I don't. I think Victory will look at this game last time when they came back, that fantastic comeback. I think that, I think they'll be very confident that they can get something out of this game, possibly even win it. I just think that Sydney, if they sit back like they did against the Mariners, I don't think Victory are that kind of side. And I think the Mariners are starting to plateau physically and mentally, and I think Victory are still, mm. as we saw last week against Brisbane, still very sharp. Um, and so if that happens, if they sit back and say, OK, you, you just got to pass through us, I think, I think Victory can win this one. Kaylin? I don't know. I think it's a tough one. Um, I love watching Rojas play. He's probably my favourite player in the A-League, so it's a bit tough for me to pick, but I'm going to say a draw. Mm. And great atmosphere. It's always... Yeah, it should be a um, 
wonder if we can get a sellout. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go Sydney FC win. There you go. Sydney FC 2-1. 2-1. All right, Perth Glory, Wellington Phoenix. Distance Derby. The Distance Derby. Or is it that, that, that the Derby, as they say in, in Perth? <laughs> derby. The Derby. Derby. Can I make it four and five? Um, yes, I reckon they can. Yes. Uh, Perth on fire. Ali Edwards doing a very good job, as we were just talking about earlier. Uh, Phoenix still trying to find the feet under Chris Greenacre. Uh, plus the distance involves Perth Glory win. 3-0. Not too long ago, this would have been one of the dullest games in the A-League. Two very solid but unspectacular. I think this will be a great game to watch. I think we saw Phoenix last weekend. They're really just playing with a lot of freedom. And I love the way that Ali's got the team playing in Perth. So I think as a, as a spectacle, this will be terrific. And I think it'll be a decent crowd as well, even though it's uh, uh, they still haven't opened that stand yet. They'll be cracking when, it, when they do. Uh, but I think you can't go past Perth right now. I think they've got great momentum. Um, and I think they'll just outpass Wellington and, and uh, I think Smelsey will score and they'll win 2 or 3 nil. Kate? Uh, yeah, I think it'll be a good contest, contest as well. Um, I don't know, Phoenix are at the bottom. They don't really have too much to play for at the moment, but I think towards the end now, all they want to do is kind of get a win. They haven't really got many, so... I don't know, I think they'll give them a good game, but I think, yeah, Perth will come away with the win. And, and travelling to Perth, I mean, how much does it affect players? Yeah, it is, especially from New Zealand. I know from uh, Sydney it's tough as well, so they have to come an extra... How many hours is it? Well, I think they're based in Sydney this oh, week. Oh, really? Because oh, of the one, I think no, they are, actually yeah. based in Wellington. No, they're based over in Perth. They flew to Perth. Okay, there uh, you go. Monday. Yes. Yeah, well, I think yeah, they'll be all right then. They've been there that long. Mm. So. All right, I want to go Perth as well. It's a yeah. clean sweep for Perth. Uh, and then the Mariners, Brisbane, traditionally one of the uh, the table topping games this towards the end of the season. Slightly different this year with the Mariners, uh, as we say, stuttering towards the finishing line. And Brisbane um, still in the shout, but uh, for one of the lower finals positions. Mm. Brisbane have a great record in 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 Gosford, don't they? Do they? Yeah, yeah, they've got a terrific record. I just, th- I just think, I just watching the Mariners closely last weekend, just watching the players, there is a little bit of a feeling that that it's the season's going on a little too long for them now. They need a break, I think. And I, c- I can't see Brisbane not winning this game. I think they've got good momentum. I think they're just starting to understand how Mulvey wants them to play. And I think they'll go in with a lot of confidence. I think Roar can win this one. Yeah, I have to agree. I think. Uh Roar are finding the feet quite nicely. Uh, Mariners definitely going backwards. I, I still don't get the animosity towards Mike Mulvey from Brisbane Roar fans. I, I just genuinely don't or understand. one fan, was it? He's one or two No, nah, there's, there's quite a few. There seems to be a bit of a backlash towards him, certainly on Twitter, and you saw them, the banner that was Mulvey out uh, that got t- torn down. Um, He's doing, you know, uh, an adequate job. I mean, it's not the results weren't great towards the beginning, but he's starting to get results coming on board for them. It's a long-term project, obviously. Uh, he's got the backing of the board, uh, and yeah, I quite fancy him for this, to be honest. Um, Central Coast Mariners got a lot to prove. Still got a tremendous goal difference in their favour. I mean, 22 goal is uh, a huge, huge tally uh, for your goal difference. 43 goals for 42 for a Melbourne victory now, incidentally. 
Um, but yeah, I quite fancy Brisbane Roar. They're m- more very, very motivated at the moment. They can still make the, the six, which would be, under the circumstances, a tremendous result for them. Hi there. I see this one going. Um, not really sure on this one. Um, I'm going to go Mariners just because they're at home and not really a fan of Brisbane, so I want Mariners <laughs> to win. Why aren't you a fan of Brisbane? Well, that was something to do with the W League? Nah, not, nothing to do with the W League. Just don't like the players in that team. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go with Kate. I think I'm going to tip the Mariners. Simply because every time that I've thought that and tipped that someone was going to win away at the Mariners, they've gone and thumped them. Yeah. The last time I tipped someone to win away at the Mariners, it was Melbourne Victory. We know mm. what happened there. But So, yeah, I think the Mariners, um, I guess a lot depends on how the game goes tonight, really. Mm. Um, they can get a win or, or a decent result, come back with a bit of a bit of a spring in their step. I think if they go and lose tonight, yeah, it's going to be tough to pick themselves back up. But I suppose they've got till Sunday. So, mm. well, you know, you'd think you'd think that have decent recovery techniques in place, but they did look tired in that first half in Sydney, very flat, and they didn't really improve. I just sense there's a plateauing of the. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if McGlinchey raises his game, you can uh, still they're still an awesome take things team. to another level for them. But. Uh, they really they need to be finding the back of the net again. That's that's the bottom line for them. I think Mitchell Jig might might start in this game as well. They've still got a good team. Yeah, so, I mean, at the end of the day, fantastic. Got a very good team. Can't never write them off. All right, Caitlin, when do you uh, head off? Um, next Thursday. Next Thursday. Yep. Next, and when does the season kick off? Uh, kicks off. I think just two weeks after I arrive, so not too long. Cool. Well, you've got three more Sky Blue FC fans here. We'll be following your uh, your fortunes. Good luck with everything. Thank and, uh, you. And come and see us when you get back. Tell yep. us all about it. Uh, Ado, Kev, thanks. Welcome. We will see you next week uh, to pick the bones out of um, round 25 and uh, obviously preview a crucial World Cup qualifier, which will be uh, very, very shortly after next week's pod. So join us then. 442 Insider is a Helms Media Solutions production. Visit helms.com.au to find out more about our services.